So we've been talking for the last couple of weeks uh, a message series called Living with Alignment. And really, the whole emphasis that we've approached is this idea of spiritual maturity and spiritual strength and getting strong in our faith and in our inner man so that we can be victorious day in and day out in our walk in this earth, fulfilling our purpose and really just opposing all of the things that the enemy's trying to do to come against us to prevent us from really becoming all that God has created us to be. Because we know once the enemy has lost the fight for your soul, once he knows that you're a child of God and you've given your heart to Jesus, that, that battle's over for him. He, he can't have you in hell for eternity. But he very much still has an agenda, and that agenda, it's a little early for the biker Sunday, isn't it? <laughs> that agenda is to stifle and quench whatever this will of God, this plan, this purpose from God for our lives is. If he can silence us, if he can keep us weak, if he can keep us at bay and kind of in the background and not really being front and center in the fight for kingdom building, then he's going to do everything he can to keep us out of the game. He wants to sideline us. He doesn't want us to be the key player that our destiny really intends for us to be in this fight against the enemy and building the kingdom of God. And so we need to get strong in our faith and become very mature, if you will, as believers, knowing who we are in Christ, knowing what authority we have, knowing how to do battle and to fight the good fight of faith as we walk through this earth because the enemy is going to keep coming at us from different directions and trying to prevent the things that God wants to do in our lives from happening. And if we're not strong, if we don't have a solid faith in us, then we can be knocked around kind of to and fro and really never walk fully in this purpose and this destiny that God has given us because our purpose and our destiny is a walk of faith. It's a walk of victory. And so our faith needs to be strong and it needs to be active in all the different moments and all the different seasons and all the different facets of our life. How many people know faith plays a role in your relationships? Right? How many people know faith plays a role in your career? How many people know faith plays a role in your parenting? I mean, you could go on and on and on in your finances, in your health. Faith plays a role in all of these things. And if that's the case, then I think we need to kind of ask ourselves, where is my faith at in this area or for this thing? And our faith ultimately is always in a place where we would be able to say it, it needs and it should continue to grow stronger. Amen? So open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm just going to start by reading a few verses here, speaking of strength and maturity. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Paul writes, he says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. 
that he would grant you according to his might to be, strength, to be strengthened through his spirit in the inner man. This is really a powerful picture that we get because what Paul is saying is he's, he's saying we need to be strong and where we need to be strong the most, the, the greatest priority for where our strength needs to come from is not on the exterior. Physical strength profits a little, but godliness profits all things, right? So it's, it's not that physical strength and that is, is not important. It is. We should be healthy. We should be strong physically. But he's saying that where our strength really needs to come from is in the inner man, which is really where our spirit is, right? So he's saying that's the part of us that needs to grow, that needs to mature, that needs to continue to grow stronger and stronger. And he adds to this verse, which I am so grateful for the fact that he does, that the way that the strengthening happens is by the spirit of God, right? According to the might of God and by his spirit. So we have to take note here that there's really nothing that you can do yourself personally. You can't make your spirit get stronger. It's only a work of God that he does by his spirit in us to make our spirit become stronger and to grow and to build our faith. Now, we introduced this visual a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to put that back up on the screen for a second here because this is a great picture to me of this living in alignment or living with alignment concept, right? I know a lot of people said that they that they really got a, a, a that this helped them visualize this. So in the center here, where it's red, you can see here this is your spirit and the Holy Spirit, right? So the innermost part of you, the way God's created you, the deepest part of you is in your is your spirit, the inner man, and that's where the Holy Spirit comes to live when we confess Christ as our Lord and Savior. The Bible says we're born again, made a new creation in Christ. Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us. Right, And so that's the innermost part of you. That's where Paul's talking about your strength needs to come from. That's the part where faith builds and grows. And then we move outwardly from our inner man, and we have our mind, which represents our emotions, our thoughts, our faculties, very much a miracle. Scientists can only understand so much of how the human mind works, but it's obviously a miraculous thing. But it's not the deepest part of us. It's the spirit that is, right? So the spirit is where the strength comes from. And then the, you think about, how, how do I have good thoughts? How do I think the right things? The Bible says that if there are bad thoughts, that we need to take those thoughts captive, bring them under captivity. How do you do that? You don't do that by being very strong mentally. You do that by being very strong internally in your spirit. There's a faith for that, right? And so then you move outwardly and you have your flesh. And how many people know there's a lot of temptations of the flesh? There's lust. There's all kinds of things that tempt us into sin to pull us outside the will of God. You don't have strength by being strong in your physical body to resist those things. Again, you have strength from your inner man and your spirit to be able to resist those kind of temptations and to continue walking in the will of God for your life. And so then you move outwardly from you and you have all these different parts of your life, which we were just speaking about faith plays a role in your marriage and your parenting, your career, your relationships, the gifts that you have and so on. And so living with alignment to me basically means that all the areas that we're living in in our lives, all the things that God's called us to partake in, to impact, to be a part of, all flow in consistent alignment with who the Bible, who the Holy Spirit is really created us to be. 
that there is an alignment and a consistency with the way that we're living in all of these different areas that's true to exactly who Christ has paid the price for us to become. Are you with me? And in order to do that, it requires strength. It requires faith. We can't have a weak, anemic faith and still go out and fight and do battle each and every day against the enemy with what he brings against us. So from the moment we come to Christ, the moment we become a believer, right, a child of God, there is now this walk, there is this path that we're on to constantly be growing and becoming stronger in our faith, which really is a simultaneous walk of becoming closer with God. Because the closer we get with him, the more we know about him. And the more we know about him, the more we understand about ourselves and who he created us to be. Thus creating a faith and a strength for us to live in these areas of our lives in a way that's consistent with who Christ has made us to be. What a tragedy to live our entire life and have our marriage or our relationships or our career or our gifts never really fully flourish or be fully activated into the great promises and into the great fulfillment of what God has really designed those things to be for us. But in order for them to become what they're meant to be, again, we have to become strong, as Paul's indicating here in Ephesians, that we would become strong in our inner man. And so I want to help you today to connect a few scriptures together that God opened up to me a number of years ago that has just helped me so much in this walk of building my faith and growing strong and, and more mature in, as a believer. And uh, it's all right here in the Word, and it's almost like God just showed me this connection of things that's here. And it, it really helps you to see how faith builds, how faith grows on the inside of us and how that strengthening is happening on a consistent basis. So take a look at this first verse that we're going to look at in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many people have heard that before? It's a powerful verse, right? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Now, how many people know that you can hear something but not really hear something? Only me? Because my wife will be happy to tell you about how I understand this concept. We had that whole conversation the other night. Did you, did you not remember any of that? Oh, uh, yeah. So, it's possible to hear and not really hear something. So, just because you hear a pastor say something to you or because maybe you read the Bible. And, and this is interesting. Even if you just you hear people say, oh, I've read the Bible from beginning to end, you know. And, but yet that doesn't necessarily automatically mean that God is, is building faith on the inside of them. You know, you can go to church every Sunday and sit there. That doesn't automatically mean that you're going to grow stronger in your faith. When he says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, the word hearing actually means to listen with your inner ear or your spiritual ear. It doesn't mean to listen through your physical ear. Now, of course, sound filters through our physical ear and we hear it. But what really has to happen is that we have to hear what the word of God is speaking and saying at the deeper part of who we are in our spirit in order for faith to be produced. Faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God. So we hear the word of God, we really hear it, 
with our spiritual ears, which means we have to be open, we have to be searching, and we have to be humble. We have to acknowledge and know that we need to hear what God has to say, that there's nothing in us that's capable of producing our destiny on our own. And if we're in that posture, it's like the soil of our heart is fertile and that the word can begin to take root. And so whenever we hear with our spiritual ear, then faith actually begins to be produced from that, right? So there's the first scripture. Now, this is just an interesting side point, but think about this. The first time that you heard the gospel, the first time that you heard the good news of Jesus Christ, that was hearing the word of God, and when you confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, gave your life to him, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. You're now born again. That, can I tell you, was the first deposit of faith that God supernaturally imparted into you. The Bible says that God has dealt to each of us a measure of faith. Paul says that in Romans also. So when we hear the gospel for the first time, glorious, isn't this? You hear the gospel for the first time, you hear the word of God, you receive it with an open heart, you believe it, and then God supernaturally imparts faith, a measure of faith into us for the first time, and, and that word measure of faith means that he's given you enough faith to begin walking out your purpose and your destiny in life. Isn't that amazing? We can now move forward with enough faith on the inside of us to start taking the rest of the steps forward in the destiny that God has created us for. Isn't that a a wonderful thing? So the key here to, to draw out of that is that faith, folks, is a gift. It is a gift, and it is a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, it has nothing to do with an external work of laboring on the outside with your physical or emotional man. Is that powerful? Are you getting that today? So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, put the slide, that visual back up again and listen. Well, you won't be able to because we're going to read a couple verses. So let's do this. Now listen to 1 John chapter 5, verse 6. And it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. Romans 8, verse 6. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We might have got that one wrong. Anyway, what I'm reading is, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Spirit bears witness because the Spirit is truth. So here's what's happening, guys. The Holy Spirit's living on the inside of you with your spirit. And as you're hearing the word, you're hearing truth, then there is a witnessing that is taking place by the Holy Spirit on the inside to your spirit. How many people know what a witness is? It's somebody that can testify to something they have seen. Are you with me? That is truth that they know has happened. So when you're hearing the word of God and you're hearing God speaking, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is witnessing to your spirit saying, yes, that is truth. Yes, that is who you are. Yes, that is what you have. Yes, that is who you are created to be. There is a witnessing that is happening on the inside of you. You ever hear those old-fashioned gospel preachers say, can I get a witness? 
right? It's saying, is somebody getting a witness on the inside of them from the Holy Spirit that you're hearing what I'm hearing and I'm feeling and seeing what you're feeling and seeing, right? So like when I'm speaking and I'm preaching the word of God to you, I'm not relying on what I'm saying to produce faith in you. What I am actually understanding that's happening is if you're sitting in there in a position where you're open and willing to receive and the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, what I'm really understanding that's happening is the Holy Spirit is witnessing to your spirit where truth is and then that is becoming a, a, a now a, a growth and a strengthening and an increasing and a maturing on the inside of you in your spirit. You're getting stronger, but it's nothing I'm doing. It's what the Holy Spirit is doing on the inside of you while I'm just sharing what God has said in his word. Does that make sense? So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, and there is a witness on the inside of us that is revealing, he is the revelator, he is revealing these truths to us so that it is becoming a part of our faith arsenal, if you will. It is a strengthening and a building of our faith from the inside. And we're becoming stronger spiritually, so very much, in fact, please know that you're becoming stronger in every part of your life as a result of that. And so look at this last scripture now here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Speaking about the witness a second ago, having evidence of something, testifying to something that is true. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. See, the Holy Spirit has evidence, has witness of things which are true according to God that he is revealing to us. And so that word evidence means to bring forth an account of what we perhaps haven't seen yet ourselves, but he knows to be true so that it can then, in fact, become true to us. Evidence of things that we haven't even seen yet, but we begin to have a faith in that because the Holy Spirit has revealed it to us. In 1999, me and a bunch of buddies, we took a little road trip, and we went up to Woodstock concert in Rome, New York. You like that, Alice, right? You were at the first Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Yeah, it was a time, anyway, a time in my life where, yeah. So we went up to Woodstock, and we took a little detour, and we decided to go by Niagara Falls. I'd never seen Niagara Falls, and so we we're like, we're going to drive up there. We might as well check this out. Now, what's funny is, is never been there, never seen it. I've heard about it, but you know what? I trusted that whenever I got there, it was actually going to be there. Interesting. Why did I trust that it would be there? Because other people had been there, had seen it, had observed it, and could testify and speak of it. And so I just assumed when we show up that we're going to see it's going to be, there's not a doubt in my mind that, holy cow, they were lying. There is no Niagara Falls here, right? I knew when I showed up it was going to be there. 
See, the Holy Spirit is producing evidence, guys, on the inside of us of the things that God speaks of that are true about who we are and what we have in him. And it becomes evidence that we then have that we might not have even yet seen or experienced ourselves, but then actually becomes real and we can trust and we can begin to move and act according to that truth. Just like we went to Niagara Falls because we knew it was there before we had ever even seen it with our own eyes, when the Holy Spirit witnesses on the inside of us, then it produces a truth and a trust in us, and then we can begin to act and move on that truth and on that trust in faith, and then see the outworking in our lives of the power of God that flows as a result of having that faith active. Are you with me? The other word I want to focus on in here, put that back up, is substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the, the, the scripture. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. The word substance comes from a Greek word called hypostasis, which is, I know that's a weird word, right? People are like, what? Reminds me of, you remember that band, Hoobastank? Yeah, oh, anyway. No correlation whatsoever, but it just sounds close. So hypostasis, which is two words, it's hypo which means to be under, and uh, stimmy, which means to stand upon. So it means it's under our feet. We're standing on something solid, substance. This is huge. This is where this thing like blew up for me whenever God showed me this picture. Now, how many people have ever tried to push a car out of a ditch or, or like push something forward when you're on ice or you're in snow and your feet are just slipping and you can get no leverage and no traction. Anybody ever been there before, right? So you're trying to do something and you, you, can't, you can't apply any force or any leverage because you just don't have anything solid that you're standing on. So listen, when the Holy Spirit reveals truth, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, there's a revealing and a witnessing that the Holy Spirit is producing on the inside of us, and then faith grows. Faith is built, and faith is something of substance on our inner man. So in the relationship to pushing a car when it's slippery, if you don't have something solid of faith on the inside of you to stand and act upon and to have faith from, then you are of you're slipping and sliding all over the place in this spiritual fight that you're in against the enemy who's trying to destroy you. You better have leverage, baby. You better have your feet on something solid. And substance and faith is something solid on the inside of you. And you can say when faith is produced, yeah, my feet can stand on that. I have faith in that. There's something underneath me holding me up. And whenever I push, the source of the leverage is under me, and it's not going to move. And the force and the power is transferring through me, and it's pushing through the opposition which I'm trying to to move out of my way. Does that paint a picture for you in your head? So this faith begins to grow. It begins to build on the inside of us. And then we have an outward force that's consistent, that's true, that will hold up because we're actually standing on something solid that will never shake or slip beneath our feet. That's what the word of God is. It's the rock. It's the foundation in Christ that the Bible tells us about that our life has to be lived upon. And that's what faith is. It's not some ideology or some self-help message. It's not some 
optimistic thinking, positive thinking. No, none of those things will measure up and will hold weight. They won't be able to support the footing beneath your feet when you're fighting against hell. You fight against hell, you're going to find out real quick. A self-help message isn't going to get you too far. But you fight a spiritual battle against an enemy who's out to destroy you, and you put your faith on something solid like the Word of God that will hold you up. Not only will you stand firm, but you will have a force that will move through you. It's a power of God that will move and separate and push those things out of your way. And I promise you, you're going to find yourself in those fights. You're going to find yourself in those fights. I hope and I pray that you have a response of faith in those moments so that you can give hell to the enemy and send him right back where he came from. Because do you know that he knows he has no authority over you? It's an illusion. It's a fake. It's a phony. But he can make us think that he does. When in fact, he absolutely does not. Imagine if somebody showed up to your house today, knocked on your door, said, you need to get your stuff and you need to, I almost said hell, you need to get the heck out of here. It was flowing together. It was flowing together. You need to get out of here. Get your stuff and you need to get out of here. You'd be like, who are you and what right do you have to come in here and tell me that what's mine isn't mine? You with me? I mean, you, if, if a guy got mildly with you, you'd probably call Chuck or Ferd and have him come over and pop the guy right in the jaw, right? You need to get out of here. You've got no right. You've got no authority. You wouldn't even for a second flinch. What do I need to do? Do I need to go get the title and the deed to my house? Do I need to call the authorities? Whatever I need to do, buddy, I ain't leaving, and you ain't taking what's mine. You understand that that's what the enemy is trying to do? He's trying to come at you and trying to test your faith to see what you have that you don't know you have. Because he understands it. But if he can trick you and he can deceive you, if he can find a place in your life where there isn't any substance, there isn't any faith for, then he can feed you a lie and he can cause you to be affected by that lie and prevent you from really walking in the truth that he already knows you have, that he hopes you don't. Does that make sense? It's like saying... You know, one of the things that I think about a lot in building this church and in, in doing things, you know, you're, you, you need resources, and that's capital, it's, it's uh, people. There's a lot of things that go into building and growing. And we've come to places many a times where it's like, okay, how are we going to get this? How are we going to go to the next step, God? And then I think to myself, Matt, you need to listen to what the Scriptures say. Doesn't the Bible say that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Doesn't it say, seek first the kingdom of God and all essential things shall be added unto you. I say those scriptures a couple of times and I get myself in that place of faith and all of a sudden, whatever the natural appearance of the lack of resources is has absolutely no effect, pales in comparison to a substance of truth on the inside of me that my faith rests upon that says well, I don't know where it's going to come from or how or when all I know is that it is and that there is no limit and there is no deficiency in God's ability to supply every need and every resource that I will ever have to fulfill the purpose and the promise and the calling that he has for our life and for this church 
So I don't need to worry about that. I might be curious, where is it coming from? When is it coming? How? But I don't know, I don't worry about will it because that part's already been settled. It's in here. Are you with me? And so we get a substance, guys, of truth on the inside of us that is produced. So you hear, there's a revealing, and then there's a growth, there's a maturing, there's a substance and a strengthening on the inside. And now that has outward implication in our life of who we're created to be. Amen. Can I get an amen on that? Okay. Hallelujah. And lastly, I just want to say this. Once you, once you grasp that, once you see how God grows your faith and how, man, everything we need is right here. This is the food. This is the spiritual sustenance right here that everything we read and we hear what God is speaking and saying, and that is the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word, and then there's that revelation from the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us, and then strength is produced. And once you get a hold of that, I don't know about you, but I don't want to stop pursuing that. I just want to keep seeking and going after more of what God has, has for me to understand him more, to know him more and closer, and to just constantly have a faith growing and being produced more and more on the inside of me so that we can become, we can become who God has created us to be. There are future battles that I will fight that I need faith for, that right now I am in the process of growing and preparing for. Are you, does that make sense? As, as are we all, right? And so what is the posture? I will close with this thought. What is the posture by which you are pursuing that? Is it, I'll go to church for an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday and hope I get everything I need, right? I'm being, fu- I'm being funny. Obviously, that's, that's not. It, the posture is like, is that the most important priority of all? Because I realize I have a, it is a tall order to be a father of six kids and to be a husband to a very challenging wife. <laughs> it, 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 it is a tall order. And, and my ability to be who I need to be in, in, in my mind, in my heart, everything is completely conditional and how strong my faith is in my relationship with God on the inside of me. I have no faith in myself. That sounds funny because that's counterintuitive to what the world says to you, right? You have faith in yourself, you know? And it's, it's, it's a good concept, but the point is, is that really I have faith in who Christ is in me. That's where my faith is. I believe I can do anything in Christ who strengthens me. I don't believe I can do anything, end of statement. Does that make sense? So it's, it's just recognizing the need and the desperation we have for God to continue growing our faith and our strengthening us on the inside of us. And listen to this in Proverbs, the way that Solomon speaks to, to, to us about how we are to pursue wisdom, which is revelation knowledge or supernatural knowledge in our lives. Look at how aggressive this picture that he paints for us shows that we need to be about pursuing more of this in our lives. He says in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 6, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding... 
Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Wow. Wow. Go after it with every thing you have, your, every fiber in your body. There is no greater pursuit that you can dedicate your life to than to knowing and growing closer with your heavenly father, with your creator. Because all the other wonderful, beautiful things that are a part of the life we get to live, our relationships, our kids, our families, our career, all these things that are wonderful, they are all flowing from one source if they're going to flourish and become all they're created to be. And that one source, that needs to be what we're going after with everything that we have. Amen? Stand to your feet with me today. Father, we thank you so much. Hallelujah. God, I just... I sense even now, right now, that there are people who are growing stronger here, even in this moment, that this is, this is happening right now as you're working on the inside of humble, open hearts who are hearing and who are receiving, who are hearing not with their physical ears so much, but they're hearing with their spiritual ear. And I sense and perceive, God, that you are strengthening people right now in their inner man. Spirits are being strengthened, are growing stronger. Faith is increasing in this place today. Just as the disciples said, Lord, to you, Jesus, increase our faith, we say to you today, Lord, increase our faith. Grow our inner man. Strengthen us that we may fight the good fight of faith from a place of substance. If there's anyone here today while every head is bowed for just a moment and every eye closed, if there's anyone here today who's never given your life to Christ, you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you say, Pastor, I, what you're speaking about, I feel that I'm being tugged in my heart and I want to know this relationship. I want to know Christ. If that's you or if you've walked away from him, maybe you've walked with God in a season of your life but for whatever reason things have just knocked you off course and you've been going in the wrong direction and you need to get back to this place where you're walking with him daily if either of those are you on the count of three I just want you to raise up your hand and I want to pray with you because God will meet you right where you are today this is the most important decision that you could ever make you say pastor I need Christ in my life now I want to get back to walking with him I want to begin walking with him. If that's you, one, two, three. Would you raise your hand so I can see who you are and I will pray with you. Yes, ma'am, I see your hand. Yes, ma'am, I see your hand. Is there anyone else here that this is a prayer that you need today? All right, well, listen, just pray with me and everybody just hook in. And again, it's not about the words. Eloquency is of little importance when it comes to prayer. It's about the position of our heart. And so just hook in and pray this prayer with me that this is your heart before your loving Father. Dear Father God, I come to you today. 
I ask you to forgive me of any sins. I ask that you would help me turn away from the life I've known and turn to the life that you have for me. I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I want to devote my life to him. Come, live on the inside of me. Holy Spirit, strengthen me. Impart a measure of faith in me and begin to make me into the person that you've created me to be so that I can fulfill my God-given destiny in this world. Thank you for eternity, for salvation, and for eternal life that I have in Christ. In Jesus' name today I pray, amen.